NBA Australia. How are you going? It is NBA Australia. It is Friday, February 4, 2GIF. Am I right? Love it. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whomever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on every single little bit of in and out of the NBA season. That's what we do here. And we do that while repping Straya a bit, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, the All-Star Reserves are announced today. That's kind of neat. Oh, bro, who got snubbed? Oh, snubs. Who got snubbed? Oh, God. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP trophy was unveiled. Came with an essay about all the aspects of it. Uh, Shaq went in on Ben Simmons, which is pretty gnarly. Love that. Uh, we've got all that and uh, all six of today's games in the NBA Australia. Game wraps, that means a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got dickhead of the week because it is Friday. And of course, yeah, now is the unpopular opinion of the day in our back take house, where we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's Australia Player Watch. Uh, there's the Luke Longley Memorial bloke who just does their bloody job. Role player award of the week. I love that. And uh, the game previews and everything for the entire weekend. A preview and pick for every game. Love it. And we'll finish off, as promised, with the diary of Stephen Adams. It's a new one, you little ripper. All right, let's get into it. Episode 751 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Whoa, you better, especially if you're Ben Simmons. Enjoy that. Uh, Shaq said that he came at him in his DMs. He he was mad at him. Said some things. Then Shaq called him a baby. Uh, The best bit of this, yeah, you should just watch out for the Joel Embiid attack as well if you're Ben Simmons because Joel Embiid just tweeted out simply a pic of Charm and Ultrasoft. Uh, Ultrasoft toilet paper, classically used by Kobe to describe his teammates. Good stuff. That's a nice drop there, Joel. All right, let's do the uh, daily whip around. That's how we start every show here at NBA Australia. The reserves for the All-Star game were announced. It's kind of weird. It's like, feels like the All-Star game should be next week, but it's not for like, you know, another two weekends. Either way, in the East, we've got Jimmy Butler, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, Fat Man Hoop, Brooklyn Clan, James Harden. Uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, Chris, Kate Middleton, Jason Tatum, question mark, and Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet's. I love it! Freddie All-Star. Only the fourth undrafted All-Star in the last 30 years. Name the other three. Ben Wallace, John Starks, and Brad Miller. I love it! Brad Miller! John Starks, Ben Wallace, now Fred Van Vliet. Uh, so this is pretty much what I'd sort of predicted. I had Lamello in there instead of Mitty. And uh, I was replacing KD with Middleton anyway. I also wanted Giroux, uh, sorry, Jared Allen in there. And then realized and, went, and looked over my notes and I had eight reserves. There's only seven. <laughs> There's only 12 players on the all-star spots. And I'm an idiot. Never forget that. Uh, so I guess who missed out? Lamello, Jarrett, go the throw Allen, Giroux Holiday, the Suvlaki King, Demarcus Sabonis, Jalen Brown. That's the big one for me. Uh, the West All-Stars. Couple of sons, Booker and CP3. Luke Doncic, Donnie Mitchell, Ridley Gobert. So a couple of teammates is in there. I like that. 
Carl Anthony Towns, and Draymond Green. Uh, I had DeJunte Murray in there atop of uh, Draymond, and I'm going to talk about that later, but uh, that's all right. In terms of, like, snubs in the West, it's actually a lot thinner on the ground in the West than you sort of think about, like, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. He's been bloody good, obviously. Obviously, DeJunte. There's a couple of other names sort of floating around, but at the same time, you sort of go, oh, yeah, that seems about right. (laughs) Checks out. The one for me, though, was Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm going to explain that in the now. Speaking of the West, the Pelicans opened for business, it sounds like. Brian Windhorst reckons the Pelicans are trying to get a uh, CJ McCollum, Darren Fox, or Eric Gordon type of guard in there to help out, which is interesting. You know, if they just never traded away Drew Holiday, where do you reckon they'd be? Silly Pelicans. Kobe Trophy. I mentioned this at the top. Uh, So they unveiled this as well. The All-Star Game MVP Trophy. The Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP Trophy. Oh, man. It's a four-level design. It uh, honors his 8 and 24 numbers. His 18 All-Star appearances. His four All-Star MVPs. His USA Basketball number 10. His MVP award. The five titles. And his two finals MVPs. It's like, all right. Cool. (laughs) Jesus. I don't have to do... I don't really want to do homework when I'm looking at a trophy, but at least that's kind of neat. Uh, So when you do look at it, it sort of passes the test of what you want out of a trophy. Does it look fucking sick? Yes. Then it comes with a fucking, like, handbook. So the eight-sided base... Oh, it represents his number eight jersey. Oh, got it. The base is two inches tall. Referencing his 2002 All-Star Game MVP. Oh, I get it! It's two inches tall! It must be for the 2002 All-Star Game MVP he won! Righto. Uh, <laughs> it's got 18 stars along there as well, representing his 18 All-Star selections. You nice that? The first level brings it up to seven inches tall. That references 2007 All-Star. Oh, my God. And it's got 24 stars to represent his... Uh, Basically the number 24, which is kind of neat. Uh, the second level makes it nine inches tall. Wait for it. Yep, that's referencing his 2009 All-Star game. Oh, my God. And it's got 10 stars, which is uh, his number 10, which is his Team USA jersey. The third level gets it to 11. Inch- oh, wait. You know what 11 means? Oh, yeah, the 2011 All-Star game in Righto. And it's got five stars representing his five titles and uh, a two-inch fourth level. Representing the size of his... No, come on. Uh, representing the two finals MVPs. And a single star atop uh, with Bryant being named the MVP in 08. Look, I kind of like that there's so all those little sort of aspects into it. It also does feel very overthought, <laughs> doesn't it? But good on him. Especially the height. Oh, the height! It's about where, like, the two, the seven, and the... It's like, all right, just settle down. But it's fucking cool, so I'll pay that. Kyle Lowry, big Buddha Kyle Lowry, he's back. Enjoyed that. He came back today. Uh, missed the last nine games for personal reasons, so hopefully everything's all right with Kyle and his family. Um, nice to get him back. And uh, even Spolstra is like, yeah, tell you what, brings the energy to Kyle Lowry. He's like, yeah, that checks out. Injury news. Draymond Green was on TNT. Ragging on Rudy Gobert. Talk about that later. That was good. Uh, reckons he'll be out at least another three to four more weeks and is going to try to avoid back surgery. No shit. You don't ever want to get your back ever uh, surgeried on. <laughs> um, but that sucks. I mean, we were sort of, you know, looking at another week uh, where they're going to look at it. 
and this is sort of dragging on now, but I mean, backs, you never know, right? Like a lot of it's just treatment and rest. So hopefully Draymond's back for this stretch run. The Warriors are still flying without him, but geez. Uh, Joey Harris, speaking of which, might not be back at all this year. They've got another one to two weeks where they're going to look at his uh, ankle and figure out if he needs basically another surgery to essentially what his agent say, said, uh, fix it for good. It's like, I don't know. Why didn't you do that first time? Kind of vibes. But, yeah, we've had some problems, obviously, with Joey, um, which is really tough for the Nets. I mean, he's like, what, their fourth highest paid player? They need him. They need his shooting alongside Patty Thrills. They need his size as well because it's a weird team, that Nets team. Uh, so that sucks with Joe Harris. Hopefully he's back. Hopefully his uh, foot or well, his ankle sort of, you know, responds well over the next couple of weeks and has to avoid the surgery and can make it back this season. Uh, and obviously the Ben Simmons news today was pretty funny. I mean, this was, I didn't think I actually mentioned this yesterday in the Ben Simmons yelling, uh, but Woj, uh, if you ever needed a bit of uh, evidence that Woj is a little bit off his fucking tree, he's just a bit bit fucking cooked. Woj, uh, a couple of days ago on his like, podcast or whatever, was like, you know what? He, if Ben came out and said this nice stuff about him and Tobias Harris said some nice stuff about him, he would get a standing ovation if he came back. What are you talking about, Woj? There is no fucking chance that Ben Simmons, after all the sooking, all the throwing Joel and Doc under the bus and having a fucking giant cry every chance he gets, would get a fucking standing ovation from the Philly crowd. The crowd who once threw batteries at Santa. Come the fuck on. Anyway... Uh, as mentioned at the top, Shaq went in on him today. Uh, ben said, it's not my fault. You don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Shaq pointed out that it was, the, you know, that's just basically him going, oh, it's Joe, Joel's fault. Oh, it's Coach's fault. Oh, I don't want to play. And very, very smartly sort of refers to himself, right? So Shaq talks about like, yeah, the amount of time coaches got on me and teammates and shit about like me missing free throws and how you can't play me down the stretch. Um, if only you'd make them, if only, and all I did was try to get better. Uh, and then Shaq also, I thought this was the most interesting part of this. He told, he pointed out that, uh, Shaq realizes how fucking dumb it was that he and Kobe fought and that he forced his way out of LA instead of, uh, and as he says in this clip, instead of arguing about whose team it was, um, it should have just been, uh, and fighting each other, you should be fighting for each other. And it's like, oh, yeah. He does go on a bit about, oh, we would have won the eight or nine championships. Like, All right, Shaq, settle down with the eight or nine titles. But, yeah, he did go on to win one, obviously, in 06 with D-Wade. And that was kind of gnarly. And if he and Kobe sort of stuck it out, who knows what could have happened. But um, it does feel weird because I think as I've sort of reiterated time and time again over the last sort of couple of weeks, the crybaby look sucks. Uh, the sookie sookie la la stuff sucks. And Shaq has gone in on Joel Embiid. So has Charles Barkley. So has other people. People have called out Joel Embiid. And you know what he's gone back and done? He's gotten better. And this is kind of the thing that gets me about Ben Simmons. Like I talked about this yesterday, about trying. And it feels like Simo has done very little trying here. Like... He's holding out. And everyone's kind of like, all right, why? And he's like, oh, well, they they were mean to me. It's like, well, can't you grow up and fucking take it on the chin? You're getting paid literally $33 million to just fucking do your job. He's like, no, I don't want to. So he holds out. He's DMing Shaq. 
It's like the last thing he actually wants to do is like work on his jump shot <laughs> or like play fucking basketball. And uh, yeah, miss me with the fucking feeling sad for him. Right, let's do some game reps from today. Game reps, 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 game reps. Six games today. Minnesota finally took care of Detroit. Took them a while. 128, 117. They win that one in Detroit. No Cade Cunningham for the Pistons. He was out with the hip pointer that he copped yesterday. Uh, not yesterday. Day before. The last game. And, uh, wow. Minnesota's defense was fucking horrible. They were getting handled. Uh, they needed a tour in the Red Bull Prince 3 at the half just to cut it back down to 2. And, uh, look, they sort of they eventually got the lead. Took control in the second half. A big third quarter from Cat and Ant-Man. And uh, then they smashed him in the fourth quarter. Got up by 16. And then there's a little... Crazy run from the Pistons. Corey Joseph hit a shot or two out of nowhere. They got it all the way back down to five points. Uh, but then the Wolves settled. Uh, held him off thanks to a lot of Pat Bev. Hit the big fuck you three. Put him back up eight with 30 seconds left and away they went. Uh, the Pistons, Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant. He went uh, for 20 points, five rebounds, two blocks. Looking good. Uh, big Deke Bay had 21. 13 rebounds and eight assists. He's awesome. He did go, uh-oh. What did he go from three, Jimmy? Here we go. Woo! Yeah, that's right. He went three of 11. Oh, I love it. It's the best gag we've got. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Frank Freddie Jackson had 25 points off the bench. He was awesome early, too. Five of 11 from downtown. Beef Stewart, 10 and 13. But uh, the Wolves, Cat, yeah, 21, 4 and 4. Smasher rated it. A couple of blocks. Uh, he only went 0 of 4 from 3, but still. Ant-Man had 25. Touring the Red Bull Prince, I mentioned. 23 and 6. He went 5 or 6 from downtown. Good stuff. 13 and 6 for Vanderbilt. Pat Bev at 11, 6 and 7. It's a good win for Minnesota. They needed to do it as well. And it looked very dicey early on, right? Like, really dicey. The fact they were losing to Detroit after the half was pretty rough. But anyway, they held him off. Fought back. Got into it. Got a big win. Uh, Detroit are now 12 and 39. Minnesota, 27-25. Phoenix! Oh boy, what a game! 124, they lose in Atlanta, 115. Super fun game. Back and forth, first half. The Suns had the lead in the third. You're like, here it comes, and boom! 18 points from Trey Young in the third quarter. The Hawks are in control. That Hawks crowd. Uh, playing a good team. They're hype as fuck. It's awesome. The Suns, though, for their points, so they're coming in in an 11-game win streak. And they could never quite string together enough stops to fight back into this until sort of right towards the end where they just got within a puncher's chance. But the thing was, like, every time they sort of got going, the Suns, like, Atlanta would just nail another three, like, in response. Like, it would be Kevin fucking Huerta or Trey Young, whomever. And they just couldn't quite keep up the Suns because they just didn't have the horses for three-point shooting in this one. And I've sort of mentioned this a couple of times this season. Like, if somebody doubles you up and three-point makes, it's fucking hard to win that game. That's what happened in this one. 20 of 41 for the Hawks. 9 of 32 from three for the Suns. Uh, But it was close late. That was the craziest part. Like, the Suns fought and fought and fought. And then, what, 40-odd seconds left, six-point game. Play breaks down. Trey's just dancing, dancing, dancing like he's Ted dancing and goes out dagger fucking three that he just sort of like hoists up and boom they hold on and win it uh 32 for Devin Booker he went one of eight from downtown not helping matters he shot 13 and 27 otherwise but yeah the one of eight from downtown not ideal CP3 had 18 points four rebounds 12 assists and zero turnovers he's a gun 
23 for Michael Bridges. He's turned an offensive corner in the last three, four weeks as Michael. You'd love to see that. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson at uh, 13 and 8. JaVale McGee had 12 points on 5 of 5 shooting. I love that, but just not enough from DeAndre Ayton or Jay Crowder to sort of help push this along. Uh, the Hawks got 43 from Trey Young. Yeah, that'll do it. Five assists. He was awesome. He's going to pop up again later. Hashtag spoiler alert. He goes 6 of 11 from downtown. Kevin fucking... What up? Goes 5 of 10 from downtown for his 19. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. Hit three threes as well. He had 9, 10, and 10. Bogey Bogdanovich, he had 11 and 6. He went 3 of 7 from deep. DeAndre Hanna had 13. Gallo hit a couple of threes. Just a really good offensive balance, I thought, from the Hawks. And this is like the Hawks that we saw in the last, or well, the second half of last season, right? Sort of just up and down the roster. They can hurt you. They can sort of get offense from, like, just little stretches where everybody's contributing, and that's exactly what happened in this one. So Phoenix, they finally, finally get to double-figure losses here. They're 41-10. and 10. The 11-game win streak comes to an end, and Atlanta creeping up to 500. They're 25-26. and 26. Chicago, Toronto. I picked it yesterday. This is going to be fun as shit, and it was. 127, the Raptors hold on against 120 in overtime. Fun-ass game. Fun ass game. Even in Toronto with no crowd. Look, the Raps had all the early running. Uh, Bulls used what a seven zip run to get back in, in into it towards the end of the second quarter. Then they got Gary Trented a couple of times. Uh, but they stuck around all game. The Bulls like just like despite like five minutes to go, they're still down ten. Big push. Vooch, Levine, they pull it back. They get up because Demar Derozan is getting the line, and then he hits the game tire. An amazing. Amazing out-of-timeout uh, play to get Vooch a dunk to go ahead with 8.6 seconds left. It was insane. You're like, oh, my God, the Raptors have somehow choked this away. DeMar getting revenge on his old team. Uh, but Fred Van Vliet, newly minted all-star. Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's. He goes in, gets into the paint against this Chicago defense, lacking Alonzo Ball, lacking Caruso. And he throws it up. Is very clearly fouled. No call. It rattles around. Scotty Barnes, the rookie, gets the rebound and sort of tips it back up and in. Boom, we're going to OT. And then in overtime, DeMar DeRozan hits a couple of jumpers, but they're answered by OG Ananobi threes. And then a couple of bad turnovers from the rookie. Oh, Desunmu. And uh, gets down to a two-point game still. Gary Trent Darby Jr. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. Boom. Basically one of the hottest shooters in the NBA right now is wide open for the... uh, Basically, the dagger three, and the uh, Bulls couldn't pull it back. They win it by seven. Uh, the Bulls, 17 turnovers. Tough one. Tough one. Uh, DeMar ends up with 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Had a 28, 6, and 7 night. Vooch was awesome. 30, 18, and 4. You knew he was going to eat because the Raps don't really have, like, a center <laughs> that they start. It's like, we've got Siakam at center. We've got Scotty Barnes, man. And we'll bring in Precious and Boucher off the bench. It's like, all right, I feel like the Raps need a fucking center. Um, either way, Vooch was awesome. Levine, 15, 5, and 7. He only took 10 shots. Kobe, Kobe White. He had 16, went 4 of 8 from downtown. Ayo, at 11 as well. But those turnovers are pretty, pretty brutal later, I'll tell you that much. Siakam, what a great game. 25 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steal. He has been awesome. Awesome for the last month. 21 and 6 assists for OG. V. OG Ananobi. Scotty Barnes with 21 and 8 rebounds. Fred Van Vliet with 21 points and 9 assists. Newly minted Freddie Allster. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. though. 16 points. The dagger 3. You love it. He went 3 of 8 from downtown. Boucher and uh, Chris Bobby Boucher. 
at uh, 16 and 10 off the bench. Chicago dropped to 32 and 19. Toronto, here they come, 27 and 23. Miami, pump San Antonio, 112-95. The Spurs at home, no DeJunte Murray, no Dougie McBuckets, no Teenage Mutant Yucca Pirtle. They sat Jock Landale because apparently Greg Popovich is a dick, and uh, the Heat fucked him up. Second and third quarters, boom, down 22, running a mark. Hero couldn't hit a three, but he was hitting everything else, running a mark, and the game was over from there. Like, San Antonio never had a fucking chance. Um, Derek White had 22 points in 22 minutes. They went 8 of 33 from three. They shot 37% as a team, 17 turnovers the Spurs. Brutal. Seriously, like 16 for Trey Jones and nothing else. Vassell went 2 of 7. Lonnie Walker, 2 of 10. As I mentioned, Jock didn't even dress. Oh, no, we need to play Thad Young and Drew Eubanks, a.k.a. Drew Banks. Play Jock, though, you bastards. Heat, they went 12 of 30 from three. They shot over 50%. And they smashed him. Butts, he had 17, 7, and 3. Bam! Had 18, 11, and four steals. He was everywhere. He dunked so hard at one point, it looked like he hurt his hand. Uh, there goes my hero. Tyler Hero, 24. Uh, as mentioned, couldn't hit a three. Went 0 of 5 from downtown. But he had 24, 5, and 5. Pretty good. Duncan Robinson. I like to have a beer with Duncan because he finally hit some fucking shots. 17 points, 4 of 8 from downtown for Duncan Robinson. Lowry had a bit of a rough one in his return. 25 minutes, he went 0 of 1 from the floor. Uh, 2 of 2 at the stripes. He ends up with 2 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, and 6 turnovers. Yeesh. It's all right. He'll be fine. Uh, the Spurs, 19 and 34. Miami, 33 and 20. Looking pretty. Uh, hanging out at the top of the East still. Um, I mean, they're just behind. Like, you know what I mean. They're atop the East next to <laughs> the Bulls. <laughs> Use your phrasing better, Jimmy. Jesus. What is interesting is the Heat, with that three-game losing streak they snapped today, uh, tied them up on losses with Philly, which is crazy. But anyway, Sacramento played a uh, not-great game against Golden State. 114-126, they lose. This got ugly quick. Like it was, The Warriors are up 20 in the second quarter. Clay started absolutely on fire. Yeah, it was like 6 of 6 in his first 9 minutes. He had 17 points in his first 9 minutes. But the coolest thing, I guess, from the Golden State point of view is that it's like Damian Lee, Cumbucket, all their young dudes were sort of doing everything else as well when Steph and Clay were sitting, and they sort of carried them. Like, they built the lead. Like, suddenly it was like, they're up 26 in the second quarter. Like, the Kings fought back a little bit in the third. Uh, got a back of like 14, then 12, then 11. And then... We got the human helicopter call, which is a bit weird for Cumbucket and his amazing dunk. Uh, then the clay three dropped that after that, and Steph hits another three. Boom, it's back up to 19 with six minutes to go. And uh, the Golden State Warriors hold on, no problems. Davion Mitchell had 26. He was awesome. Eight assists, 25 for Harrison Barnes. Mo Harkless, do be Mo Harkless. Uh, 18 points and six steals. AKA, we're showcasing you to just throw you into a trade and hope that someone falls for it. Halliburton had 10 points, but uh, I'll tell you what, it came on. I'll wait for it. Chill. Right on the side, it's my eagle because... 3-11 shooting. Ah, it's the gift that keeps on giving 3-11. Uh, but anyway, Halliburton had a bit of a rough one. Damien Jones, their big center there in Sacramento, 17-5. Bit of revenge. 2 of 8 for Buddy... Brutal night for him, six points. The Warriors hit 23s. They shot 56% from the floor. Clay was incredible. 23 points, 8 of 11 from the floor, 7 of 9 from downtown, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, he hit six straight threes. 
He had 20 points in his first 10 minutes. It was awesome. Steph had 20 points, 7 assists. He went 4 of 7 from downtown. All-star Andrew Wiggins, 12 points on 12 shots. Thanks for coming. Cumbucket at 18 and 7. Kaminga and uh, Lee ends up with 14. Played his ass off. Uh, Sacramento dropped to 19 and 35. Golden State, feeling good, feeling hot. 40 and 13. Love it. And then the final game of today, the Battle of LA. No LeBron, no Paul George, no Kawhi. (laughs) (laughs) But this game was fucking insane. The Clippers tried their hardest to lose it. But suddenly, like, it was just a fun crypto wrestle, right? The Clippers were up five of the half. It was close. Mallow pinged a hammy. AD gets, like, what looked like a shoulder stinger in the third quarter, but he stayed in. And then the Clippers kicked the door open with a bunch of Reggie Jackson threes. Reggie Jackson, Mook Morris was going off. He had three, four threes at that point. Reggie scored like like 13 straight points basically in the third quarter. He either scored or assisted on it. And suddenly the Clips were up 17. And you're like, holy shit, what just happened? But then across the end of the third and the fourth quarter, the Clippers just decided to stop scoring. Which, I'm no basketball genius, but if you want to win a game... I don't think that's the best strategy. Let's see how this plays out, Cotton. Uh, but boom, the 10-zip run across the end of the... Th- oh, 12-zip run, rather, sorry. It turns it into a four-point game with eight minutes 40 to go. And the Lakers just stayed right there all the way. They got back down seven, and then out of nowhere, they rip off an eight-zip run. They take a lead with a minute to go with Rusty Westbrook hitting a massive three in these first three of the game. Uh, Just doing some great shit. Reggie Jackson hits an insane layup to get back the lead after Rusty was just, you know, out there causing havoc. Malik Monk, though, hits a massive three, puts them back up two. There's fuck all time left. Then Mook Morris, bang! A three. Clips go back up one. Fuck all time left. It was absolute chaos in Crypto.com Arena, a.k.a. the Crypt. And... It's because there's like, I don't know, what, 18 seconds left. Anthony Davis, AD, gets this insane alley-oop where he's kind of just left alone. Rusty throws it up, boom, 12 and a half seconds left. Absolute vibes. Boom. Lakers take the lead. Reggie Jackson goes, not on my fucking watch though, mate. I don't care there's only 12 and a half seconds left. Goes the length of the floor, throws in a weird, twisty fucking layup. Clippers go ahead, game winner as Anthony Davis misses like the floater right at the end that just curls around the fucking rim and somehow curls back out. Clippers win 111-110. This was such a fucking wildly entertaining finish to like a bizarre game uh, that it just, it was bonkers. Like AD ends up with 30 points, 17 rebounds, two assists, two steals and two blocks. Shot 12 of 24. He's 0 of 2 from 3. Rusty Westbrook goes for 17, 6, and 4. He shot 7 of 18, 1 of 5 from 3. That's why that 3 late was just crazy. It's like Frank Vogel's in the time going, Russell, you can do this. You can bring us home. He's like, I've got this, folks. And everyone's like, oh, God. And then he hit it. He was 0 of 4. Hits the 1 3. Uh, 21 for Malik Monk, who just put his giant dong on the fucking table. And yeah, what do you reckon about that? 21.7 rebounds, 7 assists for Malik Monk. He was wicked. Mello was looking good early as well. He was like 7 points in 11 minutes. He was 2 of 3 from downtown, and then he pings the hammy. THT, he's Dino, mate. Had 9. Uh, just 
not quite enough impact from their other dudes. Ariza hit a big three late as well. Uh, he ends up with only the five points. I love the Kent Bazemore minutes, though. He played seven minutes, like saved one ball from going out of bounds. Ends up with 1.1 assist, 0 of three from the floor. You can't rely on Kent Bazemore. Like, the dude is just cooked. It's hilarious. Anyway, uh, the Clippers, what a win. 29 for Mook Morris. Ends up six of seven from downtown. Reggie Jackson had three points in the half. He goes off for 22 in the second half. Ends up with 25 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. 10 and 20 shooting for him. Serge Barker was really good in this too. 20 and 8 uh, for him. 10 for the Duckman, Luke Kennard. Uh, Nick Batum in a big bucket in the fourth as well. Amir Coffey, after like a string of awesome games, is pretty quiet in this one. Uh, just the three points in the 24 minutes. But, god damn, I don't know how this Clippers team just keeps winning games, but they do. This was awesome. What an awesome game. The Lakers dropped the 25 and 28 now. The Clippers... At 27-27. I love it. All right, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, there's only one today. It's Trey Young. Unbelievable. What a game. On tally, 43 points he goes against the best team in the NBA. 43 points. He shot 16 of 25 from the floor. 6 of 11 from 3. And watching that game, you're like, I don't actually remember when he missed. (laughs) Holy shit. Five assists and gets a massive, massive win. God damn. He was so good all game. Going up against Booker, going up against CP3. uh, Just what a game. Like 43 points, five assists, one steal. uh, The four turnovers, but gosh. He was just... The way he carries himself and then the dagger that he hit later was incredible. So... The best part is the uh, stat comes out. Players with twenty over 20 40-point games before turning 24. The list is Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, KD, Tracy McGrady, Shaq, Bob McAdoo, Rick Barry, and now Trey Young. 20-plus 40-point games before turning 24. He was awesome today. 43 points. Trey Young, your hair might be shit, but that was an unbelievably knifey. NBA Australia approved performance of the night. Spud of the night, however. Spud, 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 Three six points. That was, uh, I would say, not great, but huge, not great at all. But I'm going to give this to a uh, brace, as it were, of Spurs. Two of ten for Lonnie Walker. Two of nine for Devin Vassell. Three of twelve for Calvin Johnson. He went one of eight from downtown. The toughest one, though, was the young bloke. Josh Primo was not Primo today. One of thirteen. 0 of 6 from 3. He had 13 shots in 27 minutes and hit 1. Yeesh! But we don't like to shit on the uh, young fellas. But yeah, Lonnie, Devin Vassell, Kelton Johnson, the primo. The Spurs just as a whole were a bit of a a spud team today. Tough scenes there. But 1 of 13, that is John Stark's areas. Who was old mate Nermage though? Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, it's Ben Simmons. I mean, Shaq airing him out for coming into his DMs and having a fucking sook again. Pretty brutal. 
But then your own teammate Joel Embiid fucking tweeting out <laughs> the toilet paper. Ultra soft charming. That got me rolling just dead. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, Ben Simmons is uh, old mate, no mates after this last week in Philly. And also Jock Landau. What's he got to do? Come on. Fucking pop. You're killing me. Panting of the night, though. Uh, Pants in the night, that's Draymond panting Rudy Gobert and bringing up how Rudy was crying and uh, having a sook after not making his All-Star. Enjoyed that immensely. I do enjoy Draymond on uh, Inside the NBA. It's a bit weird when he's doing it sort of remotely. It's not quite as quick. It's a bit jumpy. It's a bit fucky. Uh, But yeah, as he said, it has to be Rudy. The man cried on national television when he did make the All-Star team. Thank God he made the next three. (laughs) Rudy's just like somewhere sitting in like Salt Lake City going, Ow! Ow! Oh, Ow! What was that? Hashtag drive-by. Brutal. Got absolutely pantsed. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Davion Mitchell today. Uh, he was awesome. Absolutely lit it up today. And uh, had just a rip schnorter of a game. Goes 11 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 5 from downtown. 26 points for the rookie. You love to see it. And you're like, aha! I kind of like this uh, because like Davion Mitchell's kind of like, hey, guess what? So uh, I've heard we might want to trade Darren Fox. Maybe Tyrese Halliburton. I can do this job! Hello! <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. Uh, but in that same game, you had other better than Lonzo Ball nominee for today. Come bucket. Jonathan Kaminga. 18 points, 7 rebounds in only 26 minutes. Shot 8 of 10. The only two shots he missed were threes. He was a plus 15, but it's like one of those things we go, oh yeah, he's 19. So anytime like Josh Giddy does something gnarly, you're like, yeah, he's 19. Come bucket comes out there and drops an 18 and 7 in 26 minutes and look the fucking goods at so many different times. You're like, yeah, guess what? Better than Lonzo Ball. Finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! Oh, Coach Popovich. So this is the thing I really kind of just glanced over yesterday. Uh, so uh, not only did he sit Jock Landale today, killing me, but also what annoys me most. So Paddy Mills yesterday hits his 162nd three of the year against the Kings, right? You're like, oh, it's pretty good. And you're like, oh, wow, that's the most he's ever hit in his career in a year. In 50 games. So, Paddy Mills has hit the most amount of threes in his entire career in only less than two-thirds of a fucking season. I will keep saying this until I'm blue in the fucking face. The only person who could slow down Paddy Thrill's Paddy Mills was Greg, dickhead of the week, Popovich. (laughs) Miss me with the brain genius shit, as I said. Uh, But also, legend of the week. I mean... Fred Van Vliet becoming the fourth in the last 30 years undrafted player to make an all-star game. Uh, His story is absolutely fucking remarkable. And, like, huge, huge, huge respect to Fred Van Vliet for uh, making an all-star team. Like, I think there was a quote that he said he used to pray on his knees in the hotel every night during 2016 during the training camp with the Raps, praying that he'd be noticed and would get an NBA contract. And now he's an all-star. That is awesome. Fred Van Vliet, all your kids, you're a legend. Good on you, mate. Susan Mianaz, right after this. 
This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, right, let's do some yeah, Nas. Brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. Good weekend ahead. So get the uh, bottle to come to you with thedailyliquor.com. All their amazing beers, wines, cocktails. They'll be dropped off at your door. Omicron free. Go check it out. Uh, thedailyliquor.com. So if you're banging that code straight, you get a free sixer of the Dos Blocos XPA and your mate Jimmy as well. So how good's that? Free beers. All because of me. You love it. Uh, TheDailyLiquor.com. Bang in that code, Australia. Melbourne metro area. Same day delivery if you order before noon. Check it out right now. Be over 18. Drink responsibly. Right, some yeah, Nas. Is uh, ESPN's Bobby Marks right? In two years from now, are we going to be talking about James Harden the way we talk about John Wall and Russell Westbrook? Yeah, nah. No. I think we'll be talking about him in the way uh, we talk about... J-Kid is kind of more my thought, where in two years, he'll, what, be 30... He's not going to be anywhere near that John Wall, Russell Westbrook territory because he can shoot the shit out of it, can James Harden. The thing is, like, he's not at all, like, too far removed from, like, you know, averaging 34 fucking points a game. So I think we're a little bit premature on Fat Man Who, Brooklyn Clan, uh being tagged with, like, a bloke who's torn an Achilles a couple of times, and Russell Westbrook, who has battled injuries and just can't shoot. So the thing is, like, the punishment that Harden would have, like, absorbed, like, this is Dean, this is D-Wade territory, is more where I'm kind of landing on. Like, between J-Kid and D-Wade, like, you saw their uh, production drop pretty dramatically as soon as they got like that 33, 34, 35 sort of stage, kid taught him how had taught himself how to shoot basically, shoot better, and stuck around for ages. D Wade just never had the shooting range, and as soon as his athleticism sort of dropped a bit, it got that much tougher for him to score. And I think the Harden Wade comparison is going to be much more indicative of where this career might go. But the way the reason I say J Kid is because. Kid turned himself into like a, you know, instead of just charging the hoop time and time again, boom, just a shooter as well. Like Manu Ginobili, similar sort of vibes, and that's where I think Harden lands. He's not going to be quite the uh, unplayable vibes of Wall and Westbrook. So I just wanted to get that one out there. Like Harden had a really bad game against the Kings, fine, but like he had fucking some big triple doubles like a week ago. <laughs> so, the tricky part is Harden's also sort of been like at least a bit of an non-injury prone sort of dude, right? And he's always played as much as he can. Like, the weirdest part is for a dude who's, like, at the moment, looking on the bigger side, uh, he's always sort of challenged himself to fucking play as much as possible. And you got to respect that. Now it's kind of like these weird, uh, the hammy and sort of the weird shitty injuries. And those will just add up. So he does have to... Uh... The question's going to be, like, can he sort of manage that as he gets older and sort of prevent those like LeBron does, right? 
My guess is no. <laughs> but still, yeah. Uh, the th- same thing happened to Dwayne Wade as well, right? Remember, like 33, 34, the sort of injuries, those sort of soft tissue things kind of piling up a little bit more because you take a fuck ton of damage when you play the way they do. So anyway, uh, but I think Manu and Jake and Dwayne Wade is kind of where we land with a couple of years from now. James Harden. All-Stars! Jimmy, do you hate the idea of snubs? Yeah, nah, fuck yes, I hate it. It's like, oh, he got snubbed. No, there's also very other good play- good other players. Like, fucking hell. Speaking of which, DeJunte Murray, was that a snub? Yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> He's had a better year than Draymond. But at the same time, like, if the coaches are going to pick him over Draymond, then that's fine. Or, not, or pick Draymond over him, that's also fine. Because Draymond's been, like, a huge catalyst to how good this fucking Warriors team has been all year. The tricky part is I think DeJunte has been awesome and he's played more than Draymond, so it's a bit tricky, but what are you going to do? Did Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. get stubbed, snubbed? Yeah, nah, nah. I mean, he's been awesome, like, the last four or five weeks. Uh, but, yeah, the consistency has only really sort of kicked in in those sort of, in that last month or so. Uh, very up and down before that, so that's fine. Actually, though, how about Jalen Brown, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. I kind of think, yeah. I think Chris Middleton, I had uh, Brown as my next man in um, in the East. Midi probably being a KD replacement. Uh, but then I was like, wait a minute. Brown's having a better year. He'll probably be the KD replacement. And no, like he's averaging more points, more rebounds, uh, a couple of less assists, shooting a bit better. He's played just as many games as Middleton. Um and I feel like Brown has sort of had more impact this year, which is kind of weird to think about. But Middleton got the nod. So it's a bit a bit snubby, but at the same time, you're paying for, like, Boston's lack of success, you know? Uh, and, like, to follow up really quickly on yesterday's uh, Beal talk, I kind of hit on the idea of, like, you know, should, the, should Brad Beal sort of pull the pin? Should the Wiz actually deal Brad Beal and... I don't know if I sort of like really came to the proper conclusion. I'm just like, yeah. Like there sort of seems this talk, oh, well, they might retool around him. And like retool for what? They need a superstar on top of Brad Beal. He needs to be like the best number two in the NBA because he's not a good number one. So the Wiz, yeah. Should Brad Beal want out though is the other sort of question where the contract sort of difference, if he opts in for next year, and then signs a uh, extension with whatever team that he goes to. I mean, the difference in money isn't going to be that big. So, yeah, he should. I'd get the fuck out of there. I'm just saying, Brad. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now, look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I don't know if this is unpopular, but I do love that Kobe trophy. I think it looks fucking sick. Uh, do we really need that level of detail, though? I mean, I guess, like, it's kind of neat. But as I said at the top. All that really matters that it is that it looks fucking sick. Um, but yeah, cool. Anyway, finally, a bit of Outback Takehouse. It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh yeah, ice cold 4 for 1 TGIF Foster's Oil Drum Cans. Full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, it's Australian for horse piss. I mean beer, whatever. Shut up and drink it, you idiots. Only... At Outback, that's right, no Aussie's ever going to drink that. What are you doing? Suck it down, you yank idiots. Today's Flame Grill take is, very obviously the NBA refused to expand the All-Star Rosses to 15, specifically 
So we yell about fucking dumb shit like snubs for the next week or so. Only at Outback. I mean, that's just like the that's just how the NBA are doing it. They're like, no, no, no. We get so much more traction if we have snubs rather than if we actually have 15 people on our all-star rosters, which is the actual roster size of one of our NBA teams. And boom. Clicks. That's what it's all about. All right, be back in a second with the NBA Australia Player Watch. Australia, Australia Player Watch right after, let's say, this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, support for NBA Australia comes via our friends over at Manscaped. That's right. Guess what's in a bit of a, what, a week in a bit? Not only the trade deadline, but that's right, Valentine's Day. Oh, what are you doing? Cupid works pretty hard in February, but our mates over at Manscaped work just as hard. Just to make sure that your Valentine's Day is one to remember. Don't turn this day of romance into Independence Day with, like, aliens blowing up your shit and whatever. Get in control of your junk with their performance package 4.0. That includes their signature, Lawnmower 4.0. And the... Uh, idea is you should be joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped this February, and especially for Valentine's Day. And with this exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com, use the code STRAYA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. So, look, contrary to popular belief, love's not blind when you can't see the past the love jungle, and you've got to tame that jungle. So, look, got to have clean balls this Valentine's Day, because it's all about respect sometimes, isn't it? So how much do you want them tickled? Well, you need them nice and smooth. So I'm just saying, you can also, you know, carve some initials into your pubes. Off you go. But either way, the Performance Package 4.0 will leave you feeling good, looking great, and you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 in there. That's the uh, trimmer. It's got the skin-safe technology. It's got the lights. It's got everything. I love it. And I'll tell you what, Confucius says education breeds confidence. So get educated on the ultimate grooming routine for all areas of your romance this year with the Weed Whacker. That's your nose and ear hair trimmer. You got the uh, Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. That's the ball deodorant and the ball toner. Tell you what, it's great out of the shower. And, of course, you've got the uh, Manscaped Refined Cologne, which is uh, basically leaving a uh, scent there that'll make you uh, feel fresh, feeling good. So get around it. And our mates at Manscaped have you covered this Valentine's Day, so get yourself the gift that you and your date will both appreciate. See, that rhymed. I enjoyed that. Go to manscaped.com. Use this exclusive offer for 20% off and free shipping. Bang in that code straight out. You can't buy love, but you can buy a clean pair of balls. So 20% off and free shipping with the code straight at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code straight Help tame the love jungle you have in your pants with Manscaped. All right. Australian Player Watch. Well, there was none today because none of the Aussies played. Because Jock got a uh, did not play, didn't even dress. Killed me. I was like, where's Rock'em, Suck'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau? No dice. Uh, but we do have a lot of Aussies in action over the weekend. So a lot of Paddy Thrills, a lot of Matty T, a lot of Josh Greeny Green, some giddy-ups. And away we go. All right, the Luke Longley Role Player of the Week Award. Uh, this one really struck me uh, today. Watching Kevin Looney again. You know, he's just out there. He's a starter. You've got no Draymond. He plays 21 minutes today. He went four. He was, like, wildly important. Like, Sacramento aren't going to kill you with their big man play. We know that. 
He still had 10 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. He only had the one turnover in his 21 minutes. 3 of 3 from the floor and 4 of 6 at the line. And I was just like, holy shit. Kevin Looney is just out there kicking ass, taking names. It's kind of what he's done for his entire career, right? Like, he just goes out, doesn't complain, does enough, wins titles. <laughs> and it's like, this is the perfect Luke Longley role player award. Like, he's started every game this season, and Golden State have been awesome. So, just saying, he's doing something right. So, good job, Kevin Looney. Uh, doing your bloody job. You love to see it. All right, the Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this is just Deli uh, tweeting out his congratulations for our man, Darius Rucker Judy Garland, uh, who got his first, obviously, all-star nod, because he was amazing this year, and I love Darius Garland. You know that, so... Daly tweeted out the uh, Cavs tweet of official Darius Garland will rep the land in the NBA, NBA All-Star game at RM Fieldhouse. Uh, Daly tweets that out and says, All-Star! Star emoji. What a legend. Daly. Not even teammates with it anymore, but he's still looking after his old teammates. Good stuff all around. All right, the game previews for the weekend. Let's bloody do it. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? How's the weekend shaping up? Ah, oh, very well. I'm excited. Bit of chills, bit of hangs. Yeah, it should be good. Got a 40th to go to. It's always one of those ones where you're like, fuck them all. Uh, we went two of six on today's picks. We had some wonky results, obviously. I thought Chicago uh, against the Raptors team on a back-to-back might eke it out. They didn't. Uh, all I nailed was actually um, Minnesota and Miami, so... Because Golden State didn't quite cover, and the Clippers only one by one, so they didn't quite cover either. So two of six today, a bit of a rough one, but you get that on the big jobs. That leaves us at 441 of 770 for the year. So that's pretty good. Right, tomorrow, we've got nine games. We've got Cleveland at Charlotte. Charlotte are four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Played a really good game the other day against Boston. The Cavs, they're like... Without Garland, it's just been a bit of a struggle. I'm going to go Charlotte at home to cover this one. The only problem is, like, Cleveland with their, you know, brace of big dudes between K-Love, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Uh, Charlotte are out there with Mason Plumley and, like, PJ Hamilton, Washington. So that could be a bit of a problem. I think Charlotte will have just enough, though. Uh, so I'll take the Hornets minus four and a half to win at home. Boston go to Detroit. Detroit on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Celtics minus 8.5. I think there's a smashing in store for Detroit. Uh, Chicago, they go to Indy on a back-to-back, having just been in Toronto. They are 1.5-point favorites on the road in Indy, which tells you a lot about Indy. I'm going to take the Bulls. It doesn't matter. I think like uh, that Indy mash unit, the Bulls should still win that on a back-to-back. Toronto on a back-to-back. They play Atlanta. Toronto at home. I hated trying to pick this one because Atlanta have been pretty good of late, obviously. They've won, what, 10 of 11. Uh, the Raps, though, they just sort of have the size and the wherewithal to sort of hang with teams like you saw it today with Chicago. I just think Atlanta might pop them. So I'm taking Atlanta plus one and a half in Toronto. I don't like that pick because Toronto have been playing out of their fucking minds lately, but so have Atlanta and uh, just a little bit healthier. Houston, they go to San Antonio. San Antonio on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Rockets here just because... I know, the Spurs, if they don't have DeJunte, Dougie, McBee, who knows what could happen there. I'm going to take the Rockets plus three and a half. Utah host Brooklyn. The Jazz should get Donnie Mitchell back. He's out of the uh, concussion protocols. 
I'm going to take Brooklyn plus five and a half. I think they can fight back, get into this game, maybe get a win, but at least cover. So the five and a half, I'll take that. Give me Brooklyn plus five and a half. New Orleans plus five and a half on the road in Denver. This is a fascinating one for me. My name is Jonas going up against the Joker. Do the Pelicans have the horses to keep up with Denver? I think they do. I'm going to take the Pels plus five and a half. Big Spindles game, big Jonas game, and away they go. Philly, a half-point underdogs in Dallas. I'm going to go Philly. Holy shit, am I taking every road team apart from Charlotte? I think I am. Uh, Philly, half-point underdogs in Dallas. I think Philly can win this one. Uh, Embiid should feast on that Dallas center rotation. OKC, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs against Portland. Uh, OKC, I mean, they just play teams tough. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I'm going to take the Thunder, plus seven and a half against Portland. Sunday, we've got five games starting at 9 a.m. Memphis at Orlando. I'm taking the Grizzlies because Orlando stink and the Grizzlies are awesome. Miami, they go to Charlotte. So Charlotte a couple of days at home. Miami go into North Carolina. I think I'll take Charlotte in that one, I think. That's going to be a fun-ass game, though. Yeah. Give me the Hornets. Uh, Phoenix, they go to Washington. I think we're not going to see the Suns lose two in a row, especially against the Wiz. So give me the Suns. Lakers host the Knicks. That's going to be great fun. LeBron might even be back for this one, so I'll take the Lakers against the Knickerbockers at home. Millie Walker, they go to Portland. Portland on a back-to-back. I'll take the Bucks. They're just too good. OKC on a back-to-back against Sacramento. I'll take the Kings at home. Monday, starting at 7.30, we've got eight games. We've got Chicago hosting Philly. Philly on a bit of a road trip here. They've been in Dallas. They'll go to Chicago Chicago, always a funky sort of weird team for Philly to play. I think Chicago can win that. I think Vooch and uh, Embiid will have a uh, battle for the ages. I think Chicago can win it, though. They've just got too many weapons. Minnesota, they host Detroit. It's a uh, home-and-home. I think Minnesota will uh, beat them again, so I'm going to take the Wolves. Brooklyn go to Denver, having just played in uh, Utah. I might go Brooklyn there as well. Just a random sort of win where they just sort of outscore a team like Denver. That'd be weird, but fuck it. Yeah, Brooklyn back-to-back wins, I'm predicting, basically. Or at least a cover and then a win. Indy, they go to Cleveland. I think I'll take the Cavs just because they're a better team. Boston go to Orlando, take the Celtics there. Don't trust it. Orlando is such a weird, funky team for teams like Boston. But either way, Dallas, they host Atlanta. The Luka Trayball. I always love it. I'll take the Mavs at home against the uh, Hawks. New Orleans, they go to Houston. That's a kind of weirdly sneaky, pretty fun game. I'll take the Pals. And Millie Walker go to the Clippers. Having played in Portland the day before, I might go the Clippers because, I don't know, there's just something weird about Milwaukee, especially on a back-to-back. They might rest some dudes, so I'll take the Clips. And there you go. That's it. That's the entire weekend. I'll pick them previewed for you. We'll wrap all that up for you on Monday. Should be fun. It really will be. I won't even have any NFL to talk, like, you know, to uh, hold me back on Monday, so... Yeah, we'll be right into it. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on the Facey, the Twitties, the IGs. Well, over the socials, you know that. Smash NFL Australia, speaking of which, with uh, myself and Gaz. Fun episode this week. Uh, and next week's show will be all the Super Bowl stuff. So uh, check out World Wrestling Australia with Adam, talking all about the last Royal Rumble. Go check that out on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter. Uh, get around NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. As I mentioned, manscaped.com. Use that code Straya. Get 20% off for free shipping before Valentine's Day rolls around. Look after your junk, would you? TheDailyLicker.com, use the code STRAY, get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne. Knowable. Bang the code STRAYER in there as you download it from your app store and get 20% off getting smart. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. 
And also thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll finish up with a new diary of Stephen Adams, and we will catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a cracking weekend, will ya? Stay safe, look after yourselves, and later, hosen. Bruce, how's it going, eh? Oh, it's just Stephen Adams here, Bruce, just swinging by to write in my diary again, so here goes, eh? Oh, dear diary, Bruce, it's me, Bruce. Yeah, Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, eh? Because you're my diary, Bruce. And you know all my deep, dark secrets, man? Like how my old best friend, Zion? Yeah, he's not in Portland, Bruce. He's not even in Portland. He's not there rehibbing. He's hiding out at my house here in Memphis because he missed my hungies, bro. so yeah. Don't tell anybody, Bru. You'll get in big trouble, eh? So, shh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's been a fun couple of weeks, eh? We went to Folly, Bru, and I played against that big fella, Joel. Oh, he's fun as, eh, Bru? He's like, oh, hey, Bru, your name's Stephen, eh? That's a pretty boring name. I'm going to call you Kiwi Steve, Bru. And I'm like, oh, okay, Bru, you do you, eh? I'm going to go get this rebound now, eh? And then we had a lot of fun. And then afterwards, I also ate one of those Folly cheesesteaks, Bru. I absolutely love going to Philly to eat those cheesesteaks because that was delicious. I'll have to try to make them at home, eh? Make it a kiwi cheesesteak, eh? Uh, but anyway, then we went to New York, bro, and I love the Big Apple. Lots of uh, folks out there on the street giving me CDs of their rapping and stuff, which are sweet as. I'll post them home to my cousin Rongo, bro. He'll love it. And uh, just lots of folks everywhere, man. Oh, I love it because you just walk around the streets, eh? And nobody looks at you twice, bro, and there's also always something fun going on, something weird going on, bro. Like I think... I thought I saw like a carjacking or there could have just been like really aggressive driving and an Uber. I don't know, bro. It was like a fun confrontation, bro. But either way, I was walking to the game and then they all sort of jumped in the one car and drove off. And like there was a bloke just sort of sitting there going, oh, and I'm like, oh, are you okay, bro? And he's like, yeah, man, that was just my friends. They just took my car for a bit of a drive, but they just left me here. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird, eh? New York, dude, that's what happens, bro. I did have some sweet crib legs, though, at a place in Brooklyn that my friend Patrick Moles told me about, bro. They were delicious, as he, so, yeah. Fun couple of weeks, bro. My best friend Jar's playing real well. We've got a couple of big chips on our shoulders at the moment as well, and everyone keeps trying to fight us, eh? So, like the Nooks, they tried to fight us a bit, but my friend Desmond, he got into it with that fella Julius, and I sorted that out. I'm like, Julius, you need to go sit over there, bro. I'll leave uh, my friend Desmond alone. Or we'll have a problem, eh? And he's like, okay, Stephen, I'll see you later. Uh, so, yeah. But otherwise, things are good. So, I guess we'll just keep playing hard and hoop and uh, that no one gets traded in the next week or so, eh? And then we'll all get a bit of a holiday with the All-Star break. I think I might go back to Mexico, bro. Have some sarsaparillas on the beach, bro. In my jandals. Either way, maybe I'll take Zion with me, bro. I'll have better ask his mum, eh? Either way, I'll keep you posted. So, anyway, I'm going to go make a Hopefully nobody gets traded hungry for the followers. So, till next time, bro. Cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams, bro.